1: It's time to talk the world's game from an American perspective. Presented by Three Lions Pub, you're listening to Two Up Front, where we focus on all things American soccer. From the NWSL, MLS, U.S. national teams, and all the way to the youth levels. Now in the studio, your hosts, Baxter Colburn and Simon Provan.
2: Here at the attention era media studios we are brought to you by three lines pub I am Baxter Colburn
1: and I'm Simon Provan Simon Provan
2: a very good day to you sir how was the weekend how are you it
1: was good it was good Baxter it was uh you know like I said busy running around doing the soccer stuff of course it's always um, good
2: to, to get the busyness
1: out there. Yeah. I mean, How about yourself?
2: You know, actually, that like, uh, weekend was pretty good uh, overall. Got to uh, spend some time with the family. Got to relax a little bit as well too. Church on Sunday was amazing. So good uh, good times overall, honestly. Awesome. So Great. yeah, it's always the weekend. The weeks, as you both, as you and I both know, are always super busy with yeah. work and yeah. all the chaos. And the weekend, it's like, oh, family. <laughs> How yeah. are you? Yeah. Good to see you. Absolutely. Kind of a thing.
1: And of course, one of the one of the cool things about this coming week is we are hosting the Milwaukee Tour and Kickoff Party. Also, true. John at Brenner Brewing on um, Friday night, so if you want to see who we are, just come out and uh, cheer on the torrent. I know. Usually, you, usually we tell
2: people to see who we are, they have to like Google us, but that's now right. you can physically right. see us as well, Sorry too. about that. Sorry. I know. People are like, ah, that's what they look like. <laughs> uh, if, obviously, for those of you that are watching here, we are live on Brew Sports. You can catch us here on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Central Time. Uh, you can also... Uh, Find us, of course, on their website, brewsportsnet.com, and you can go to our website as well, twoupfrontsoccer.com, the number two, uh, to get past episodes, learn more about the show, check out all the great guests we've had on the program as well, too. And you can also listen to the show, of course, on Spreaker and iTunes and iHeartRadio as well, (laughs)
1: Yeah, and you can also find us on Facebook. Just type in 2 Up Front in the search bar. Or check us out on Twitter at 2 upfront Soccer. He's at Baxter Colburn. I'm at Simon Provan. All
2: right, Simon Provan, very rarely do we lead our shows with interviews, but we have two amazing interviews today. We're going to be talking to uh – NWSL Player of the Week, Jess Fishlock, in our third segment, so super excited about that. Uh, it is a pre-recorded interview for those that watched it on Friday, but the magic, no, the two magic up front two-up-front magic, two up front up front magic keeps working for some reason, and I'm sure our, our first guest is going to be hoping for some of that as well, too. But uh, if you don't know about the two-up-front magic, uh, I don't know exactly what our track record is, but almost every person that has appeared on our show has then gone on to do something, either assist or goal, in that following game. Or
1: named player of the or week. Or named player or, of the week. Or in the case of Lynn Williams named uh, NWSL MVP as well. MVP.
2: Like, we have a very healthy track record. It's amazing more people aren't coming to us being like, can I be on your show, please? <laughs> like, we have a fair amount. But still, it's just it's just kind of ironic and funny as well, too. Uh, we, of course, we are on Facebook Live. Louise says uh, hello to us. So good to see you, Louise. Thanks for tuning in. But uh, we, we actually have an opportunity to have somebody on the program uh, who is actually local. Uh, which is kind of crazy. She does play for the Chicago Red Stars. She was drafted in the second round, second pick in the second round. She uh, is finishing up her degree at Marquette University as well, too. Also
1: the 2016 Big East Defensive Player of the Year. Also
2: very true. It is Morgan Prophet. She joins us now on the shopfutsal.com. Call in line. Morgan, a very good day to you. Welcome to Two Up Front.
3: Hi. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. We are thrilled to have you on the show today, Morgan. Uh, Very first and foremost, of course, uh, you made your NWSL debut over the weekend uh, in a victory for the Red Stars. Julie Ernst getting the goal for you, of course. But mm-hmm. how excited are you to finally get into an NWSL game to finally launch your professional soccer career?
3: Uh, words words can't explain how awesome that was. I mean, being home as well in front of the home crowd and parents got to come and watch. That was just it was really awesome. But It's also super nerve-wracking at the same time. You know, we were only up one goal and probably should have been up a few more at that time. So definitely wanted to make sure I was defensively sharp and uh, get those nerves out in the first game.
1: You know, one of the things the league does not lack is goalkeepers that are (laughs) standing on their head around the season. Nicole Barnhart made a couple of uh, tremendous saves. What I'm curious Mm -hmm. about, though, is Kristen Press unbelievably misses a penalty kick and usually when that happens in a game the momentum quickly shifts Mm -hmm. but red stars Mm -hmm. you kept your mind and and still played that game as if you were in control the entire time so i'm curious what what some of the signals what some of the uh words were from the coach to to keep you guys motivated
3: yeah um rory does a great great job at keeping us focused throughout the game he his (laughs) phrase is the next one so you know you miss a PK or you lose it or, you know, opportunity was lost, he always yells, you know, the next one to get the next one. So it's, it's definitely positive and positive reinforcement moving forward with the game to keep, keep, keep things going, keep possession and keep creating opportunities.
2: And we've had Rory on the show before too, Simon, and he is very much Mm -hmm. that, that similar style as, as Morgan mentions is too, like he always is talking about, you know, I mean, Next man up, I guess, is the, is the is the saying as a whole too. But uh, it's amazing mm-hmm. to see right. how how his team certainly uh, organized in that regards. Uh, Morgan, I, I am, I'm curious though too. I mean, of course, uh, opening day didn't exactly go the way you wanted it to, losing two zero to the Houston Dash uh now of course you have to move forward to this upcoming weekend where it really doesn't get much easier for you You have to take on the portland thorns now uh what have been the words from coach rory dames what have been the training has been like this week as well too before you Mm -hmm. ladies head out to portland to deal with a always dangerous portland thorns team
3: yeah so we played portland in our preseason game and i mean the atmosphere atmosphere out there is absolutely incredible so it's exciting to go back out there and play again um we're taking training day by day um we have a lot of film session looking over i mean today we're gonna to go over their Portland's you know heat maps and passing patterns and whatnot, so kind of more focus on portland but um yeah we I mean we train every day, it's a competitive environment, and just really excited to get get a result this weekend.
1: Uh, stepping back and, and looking at your uh, career in a broader sense, Morgan, uh, you played with the Red Stars Reserves in the WPSL. So first question for you, and, and then I've got another mm-hmm. one after that on a, on a more personal level, but not too personal, I promise. Uh, <laughs> your favorite color is yellow. But uh, the first question, you know, obviously – this is a, you're still finishing up school at Marquette University while playing professional soccer with the Chicago Red Stars. Is this a conversation you had before the draft with Chicago of, you know, look, if, if, if I'm the player you want, draft me, you're, you're the team I want to be with, or were there other teams talking to you before the draft?
3: Yeah, both. Uh, I I did talk with other teams too, but um, definitely spoke with Rory and uh, I let him know my current situation. And, you know, obviously if, you're getting paid to play, you need to be there, you need to be at practice, and you know it's your job, so I fully totally understood um where he was coming from, where I needed to be at trainings and whatnot so it's actually worked out well. Um, a lot of the girls all offer have, have offered me to stay at their places in Chicago, so I don't have to drive back and forth to and from school and my professors have worked with me, so it's actually worked out really well and only have like a week and a half left, so excited to get school. School from,
2: done with. from what we've heard, too, apparently Steph McCaffrey has the donut hookup in Chicago. Has she, <laughs> has she uh, given you that, uh, that magical tour of the Chicago donuts yet?
3: Not yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Donuts is a big okay. thing with our team wherever we go, so I'm definitely excited to <laughs> experience that. Oh, a,
2: we, we definitely we asked I think what five or six players after that we were like, listen, Steph McCaffrey said the donuts are amazing, and they were like, oh yeah, no, like, and, she's and, like and, and I've
1: clarified as well that that the donuts in Chicago really are top-notch. Right, lunch. we've we've tried them ourselves. <laughs> oh yeah. Too. Well, see. yeah.
3: Now that one's over, I can eat those sweets. So i, <laughs> I just, <laughs>
1: For that. <laughs> <laughs> well, whether it's donuts, uh, your professors, your teammates, you obviously have a great support mm-hmm. system, uh, both with Marquette oh, yeah. and Chicago. Before Chicago, though, one of the one of the great parts of that support system was your coach Marcus Roters. Uh, this is the personal mm-hmm. part: is that you and I actually have something in common here. Back in the uh, oh, yeah. back in the 1990s, when I was in high school, what, what, what? how old <laughs> is that? How old are you? <laughs> uh, I, had, I had back when the, when the ODP programs back actually meant something. Your children? Yes, yes, okay. something like. That. (laughs) that Uh, i had played with with the state team for a couple of years and one of my and one of my coaches one season was marcus Roters, Um, one of my my favorite coaches to play under because uh one of the more caring coaches especially with you know being a being a Mm -hmm. younger kid Um, Mm -hmm. but marcus seems to have the ability Mm -hmm. to know how to push somebody when to push them uh, but also when to hold back and, and allow the player to grow Within themselves, so I'm wondering if you could share with us your experience under Marcus.
3: Oh, Marcus has been incredible the last four years. We've been blessed with a great coaching staff, but yeah, exactly what you said. He he knows when to push your buttons, you know, you know, get get a rise out of you. But he definitely has a balance with staying positive and keeping the game fun. You know, you always look forward to practices because he's, he always is in some sort of goofy mood at one point of the practice. So it's definitely an enjoyable time to go out and play and, get pushed at the same time he he has a great balance between the two yeah,
1: i think you hit the nail on the head too that's one of my fondest <laughs> things about marcus is a is, is great english sense of humor that he has that
2: right exactly uh morgan last question for me before we let you run mm-hmm. so now that you've made it mm-hmm. to, to the professional levels of course I, it's always fun to play the what if game you've obviously spent time with the u23s for the national team what are what are the aspirations? What are the what are the goals that keep you awake at night, dreaming of you know of future glory? <laughs> so people have an idea of what to look out for from a from a career perspective from you.
3: Oh well, right now, I mean, short short term, just trying to get more minutes and being consistent when I am in and keeping practices good and sharp and contributing. But long term, I would say definitely the aspiration is still to make it to the full women's national team. I mean that's. That's the majority of the girls' dreams at this level. So, definitely being a part of the U23, I've had like a little taste of it. But definitely moving forward with this season, I hope to gain confidence and start showing who I really am um, on and off the field. So, and I think that's very yeah.
2: respectable, honestly. Too. I mean, it's it's good to have to have goals, obviously, and the fact that you get the opportunity to train with other national team players only helps build your skill set as a whole, too. So I think something very exciting oh, sure. to, to
1: keep an eye on for sure. Well. well, especially, too, looking back for at your sure. history, you know, you, you, it, this seems also to be a theme this season, but the ACL tear you had a few years ago, um, mm. you know, which, right. which took you out of right. the U18 camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's great to see how well you've recovered over the years, again, including that 2016 mm-hmm. Big East Player of the uh, defensive player of the year, plus being on the mm-hmm. – uh, Herman Trophy Watch. It's 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 an incredible story that uh, that will obviously continue to be told. So, oh, absolutely. Wish you all the best with that, Morgan. Yes, exactly.
3: Thank you. Thanks so much. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Well, Morgan, we got to let you run,
2: but we appreciate you uh, taking the time to swing by uh, on Two Up Front today. Uh, we wish you absolutely nothing but the best, and uh, look forward to hopefully having you uh, on the show again here in the next couple of weeks if it works out.
3: Sounds great. Thanks again for having me.
2: Absolutely, we'll talk to you soon. There goes Morgan Profit on the shopfutsal.com call-in line. Some great uh, insight from her. Just, just a genuinely nice person. I know we have these conversations almost every time we get right. off of our interviews. It's like they're such a nice person. They're right. so nice. Like, but it's true. Like when we when we did our Jess Fishlock interview, you know. Uh, on friday we got off the phone with her too and we're like good lord like is there anybody mean in this league like they all are just super nice and of course they all play for seattle too i'm like really (laughs) no i mean there's nice people of course but uh it's as you mentioned though too it's great to see that morgan has been able to to overcome those those injuries and to be able to still have that local feel as well too because i mean she spent four years of her life here you know in, in milwaukee playing for marquette now she's just down the road in the sense of you know playing for Chicago as well. Too it makes it even more special. There.
1: Yeah, and you know you add to that that she grew up in Indiana, so that her parents are able to come mm-hmm. and see many games. You know it's a short drive from Chicago, especially down there at Bridgeview, um, yeah, to uh, to almost anywhere in Indiana. So it's great to see that she's been able to mm-hmm. not only um, hold to her Midwest roots, but also continue to grow on them in the Midwest. Three Lions Pub in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is just the place for me. They've got everything great pub food, a wonderful selection of draft beers, and a brilliant atmosphere, especially during Premier League matches. Check out the Three Lions Pub menu at ThreeLionsPub.com, where you can also find all their specials and the great events that take place throughout the year. Three Lions Pub, we're across the pond is now across the street.
2: It is time to move into the kick or where we talk about a couple of different things that took place in the soccer world. We are going to have Jess Fishlock of the Seattle Rain joining us in just a little bit, so make sure you hang around for that. Uh, if you have any comments or thoughts about anything that we've got going on in the show, of course, you know how to find us here on Facebook. We also broadcast live to YouTube, and we're actually broadcasting live on Spreaker.com as well, too. Numerous ways to watch, numerous ways to listen. Find us, get at us. You can even tweet at us as well, too, at Provine at BaxterColburn.com. Uh, We will definitely get back to you at some point or another when it comes to the social media world. We we live busy lives. It's hard to get back to the tweets immediately, but we do our best to to get back to people. But uh, I I want to take a quick moment. We don't talk about European soccer very often. I did want to just give the rightful respect that is due. (laughs) Lionel Messi scoring his 500th goal over the weekend, and of course, it's the winner in the El Clasico as Barcelona tops Real Madrid three to two what other circumstance could it possibly be than that massive of a game that rivalry of a game and what player could it be you know who else could score such a game winning goal as it would be Lionel Messi 500 goals though in his career the most in Barcelona history just Wow, That's and, all I and on top of wow. it too, you know,
1: <laughs> he comes off of this soon after his suspension for uh, his altercation with the referee. Yeah, so, his three-game suspension. So, so perhaps he was even more upset, and that that gave like, him I'm the fired. Exactly, I'm
2: done with this. I'm coming for you. But I mean, I think it was great though that he was able to to do that, and the the amount of humility that he does play with though too. I mean, sometimes you see players that have incredible success that are very full of themselves and don't take the time to realize that they've come most of the time from nothing to now where they are and i think messi for the most part has done a great job of staying humble throughout his
1: career yeah he's humble i wouldn't say that he came from uh, from nothing i mean he's, right. he spent plenty of time in the youth academy with barcelona of course uh, and in fact if you go back and watch some of those tapes that barcelona recently released mm-hmm. uh, with with the young messi playing it's yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how he's even at that age just Burning through exactly everybody
2: exactly a couple of comments on Facebook uh, Frank says good morning boys good morning Frank good, good morning, to see you how are we doing Frank Dotzer good friend of ours good to see him uh, Josh says yeah Messi was rested and angry yes there you go yes exactly yeah. yep. uh, and Luis also saying Barcelona takes on Osasuna today and Deportivo La Coruña takes on Real Madrid today so the title race for La Liga continues even though starting to wrap up uh, Premier League is wrapping up all that stuff
1: so, so question for you please and, and Luis you can answer this as well Luis is a very smart guy. Uh, uh, Pelé, of course, had over a 1,000 goals in, car- mm. in his career. Do we see Messi break Pelé's <sighs> scoring record? Now, of course, Romario says, wait, no, I've scored more goals than Pelé. <sighs> Uh, the thing is, Romario is also clu- including all of his goals as an amateur as well. Ah, say, I'm like, I've
2: scored over, like, 200 <laughs> goals, Simon, but, like, no one's talking about that, but that's all, like, right, before college. Right,
1: so, right. so uh, I know, your thoughts on uh, that? Does, does, I mean, the,
2: I don't, where is he? Are we, was that combined with international and club, or was that yes, just club? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. um, International and club. I don't know what he, he has. Doesn't, well,
1: Messi doesn't score at the international level. <laughs> <laughs> I was just say. so
2: he's got, like, what, four goals internationally, uh, or like, something like that? Does he get over 1,000? Um,. I don't know, honestly. That's yeah. that's a hard question. I mean, the fact that he's in the latter half of his career and he just hit five hundred on the club level certainly speaks to his volume of, of talent, but it makes you worry a little bit about if he's going to get to something like that. Because people right, always and, have that conversation. Is it Pelé? Is it Messi? Like, and Of course,
1: the, the big argument is is that while Messi's in Europe, Pelé never played in Europe. At right. the same time, those were those were completely different times. Exactly. Most players stayed in their home the Europe countries. Europe
2: was the South America at the time. That's like, right. South America was the booming soccer hub, and Pelé was at the focal point of it all.
1: Right, and then, of course, he came and played in that spectacular NASL league with the New York Cosmos.
2: <laughs> Love it. The hand of God came to America. It was incredible. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the incredible, that was that was Maradona that had the hand of God. Uh, same thing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know who these people are, guys. Whatever. That's true. I, young I don't, lad. I know. <laughs> Forgive me, for my my young years back here. Uh, speaking of America, though, the U17s have been doing some rather incredible things recently. Yeah, down uh, in the uh, putting a beat down on Jamaica. Whew, five,
1: five nothing. Five zero. 5-0. Unbelievable. In the uh, U-17 CONCACAF Championships. Yeah.
2: Talk to us about this, Simon. What's going on here? Well, it's
1: it's. first of all, it's nice to see you. I know you
2: geek out about the U-17s, the
1: U-20s, the U-5s. See, it's like, nice Simon's to scouting
2: watch. Like the He's scouting my son for right now. Be like, ah, oh, he's got a good kick. Five months old. That's right. I, I, I sit him.
1: back there and, and, and watch it all. <laughs> yeah, hmm. exactly. You know, the, the way Beckham shifted his <laughs> eyes, Baxter, that, that, we're talking left back right there. A future left back. <laughs> he can see the field really well. Be like, Simon, he just wants his bottle. Like, no, it's, it's nice to see. Obviously, it's Jamaica. Uh, they're they're in a bit of a um, rebuilding stage as well with right. with their with their federation. Uh, but listen, five goals against any opponent is is always a good sign for your mm-hmm. youth teams. And we know how youth teams work Doing out. Some right. some of these players will will rise to the top. Most of them will never hear their names right ever again. Uh, Io uh, Acanola though two goals Canoli? in Acanola Akin, I like Acanola like, But you like a good canola. I do like a good, <laughs> I, gotcha. Right, I gotcha That makes sense uh but the the big the big game Baxter is today taking on uh Mexico's U17s mm, and, and
2: i mean USA Mexico at any level in soccer male or female mostly male female is yet to get to that rivalry but always a, a dynamic and incredible game nonetheless
1: yeah and and Mexico does a great job of of really using these youth tournaments as developmental Uh, Games yet they still seem to dominate at the youth level. (laughs)
2: Unbelievable. Chris saying good morning to us on Facebook, our good friend Chris Blakely. What's up, Chris? Good to see you, of course, for tuning in. Uh, Luis also uh, said, uh, kind of answering your Messi question, he said, it kind of comes down to this. He said, first we need to see how much Messi's physique can last. Of course, he's had a couple of injuries, and then there's also plenty of players that can't even make it to 36, let alone Great you know, point. longer Great than point. that. So he said that's going to be the big thing. I mean, Messi made 500 goals in 14 years. Let's be honest, Messi has maybe five to six more years left. So
1: all very good points. Yeah, maybe he comes to the MLS and, and pads those stats a little bit. I'm pretty bit. sure
2: the revolution would take him. I'm pretty sure anybody would take him. LAFC is sitting out there want, trying to get Chicharito and everybody else, so why not Messi too?
1: Right, right. uh I was going to give you the time of the game for the U.S. 17 against Mexico. I'm looking here. Ah, here we go. Uh, 5.30 Central time, 6.30 Eastern. So Is it
2: on Facebook Live? It is not on
1: Facebook Live, but it's on the CONCACAF YouTube channel. Oh. So if you want to check out the future of Mexico and the U.S., tune into that game. It's right. an important one. It is. Canada, on the other hand, Baxter, losing to Cuba. So they are. It just goes from bad out. to worse. It does. It does. it does.
2: Maybe they should just stick to hockey and curling.
1: I don't have who it was. Their first opponent was, but I know they lost their first group game. Then they lost to mm. Cuba. They're they're taking on Suriname. Suriname. I never know how to say Sur- that one. Suriname. Suriname.
2: Suriname. Suriname. It's that
1: South African I think it's country Sur- that plays in Concacaf. What? what it whatever is. the case may be, they they're trying to play for a little bit of pride, but but Canada not able to qualify for the U seventeen. How do you fix World a problem
2: Cup? like Canada? Like we have had these conversations before when
1: they've been asking that since the sound of music back. Yeah,
2: how do you solve a problem like Canada? Exactly. <laughs> I mean the women are like, We figured it out, like things are great for right, us, but the men, right. it just continuously blows my mind. The young players they have, the talent that they well, have. Well they have the talent. You look at it somebody never, like Kyle Laren. It never works. Obviously know.
1: not a U seventeen player, but you got Kyle Laren. The men's
2: yeah, the senior team. Always falls on their face. I think that's why we said, like, we were joking, like, if the US, Mexico, and Canada get that World Cup bid, that'll be the first time Canada have actually made it to a World Cup, like, on purpose because they got, you know, ushered in, basically. Be like, well, yeah, obviously you're helping hosts, so you get a free bid. But, like, they're going to get bounced, though.
1: Speaking of Canada and odd things, Frank Yallop resigned as coach of Phoenix Rising FC. Just recently. four, games, just four games. Four games. Well, here's the speculation. Drogba oh, is also a part owner, which I did not realize when I made this announcement. Drogba's part owner oh. of Phoenix Rising FC. So some people are thinking that Drogba also wants to be the coach. He wants to be a player coach, like so Jess tr- Fishlock. Is he trying to be a Jess Fishlock? Right, right. Here? You're like,
2: well, Jess did it in Australia. Why can't I do it in the USL? So,
1: of course, those are that's all speculation. They're, they're all rumors. And the reason Frank Yellop works into this is obviously he's a former coach and a right. former player with the Canadian men's National team. But some people are saying that with what's going on with the Galaxy, which we'll get to later, but Anofalo may be on his way out already, and maybe Frank Gallup is is uh, headed over there. Yeah,
2: Keep it all in the family,
1: I guess. So a lot of speculation. That is very true. Uh, Luis
2: also here on Facebook says that Baxter woke up today all all (laughs) un-Canadian. Come on now.
1: I he, don't mind Baxter may have a Canadian-sounding name, louise, but he's not Canadian.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> he's like, you woke up all un-Canadian today. Like, come on. like, this, Yeah, I mean, I, I, we, but it's not just me. We, we've been critical. A lot of people have been critical of Canada as well, a whole. Well,
1: Brian Dunseth came on the show right. and, and talked about how much of a disappointment. And he's so in touch with a lot of the Canadian players. Right. And, and even they're saying... We 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 can't figure it out. We don't know what's going. on. No idea. Absolutely no idea. All right. Well, we
2: are going to get to Jess Fishlock of the Seattle Rain. Uh, we had a chance to sit down with her on Friday, uh, and of course, we have the full interview for you now. So take a look as Jess Fishlock of the Seattle Rain joins just us. Just real
1: quick. So don't Please. be confused when we were talking about previewing last right. weekend's game. Exactly. So this is just, this just was, was done in there.
2: the preview before the game that took right. place, where they but still a great interview. the dash. Yep. Exactly. So uh, here's the interview of Jess Fishlock. Take a look. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front presented by Three Lines Pub for a special interview as we continue to run the series here on Two Up Front. I am Baxter Colburn. And I'm
1: Simon Provan. A
2: very good day to you, Simon Provan. Uh, the end of the week is finally here, of course. It is a Friday. How are you? How's life? Well, it well, feels like the, like the, we, the, we, the, week, the week is week.
1: just starting for me, Baxter. Is it? you got a busy weekend ahead? Well, always, you know. It's, it's soccer season, that, so running around the is, state with true. my daughter and, and wife and... Another daughter, so yeah, we're all over the place. Always a
2: busy time, that's (laughs) for sure. Well, of course, with it being such a busy time, uh, with the guests that we do have on two up front, they're not always able to make it live on the air, but. Uh, We are able to sometimes catch up with them based off of their travel and other things going on, and uh, we have another great opportunity to do that today. Uh, We've had players on from this team before, the Seattle Rain. We've had Haley Kottmeyer on and others as well, too. Uh, We now get the opportunity to bring in uh, Welsh international and uh, midfield and all-around awesome person, Jess Fishlock, She joins us now on theshopfutsal.com. Call in line. Jess, a very good day to you. Welcome to Two Up Front. Hi.
4: Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me on.
2: Absolutely, Jess. It's a pleasure to have you on the program today. Uh, Of course, very first and foremost, uh, one game already under the belt for you this season, Uh, a 1-1 draw against Sky Blue FC. Uh, How are you feeling after the first game of the season uh, under the belt? Of course, I'm sure still getting back into the rhythm, but uh, how are you feeling? How's the body doing after week one? Yeah, uh, good. It's
4: always interesting the day after your very first game on turf, for a long time um i did wake up on sunday feeling like i'd been hit by a bus uh which uh <laughs>
2: it's never fun i hadn't
4: felt for a while when you when you play on play on grass a little bit more but um no look uh it was a great game. it was so good to to be back in the season start so um yeah lo- loved it and i feel good now
1: Well, before we get too much into uh, NWSL talk, Jess, I I first of all want to congratulate you on the big victory in the W League championship uh, game, winning that. Uh, On top of that, i got to ask you about your experience. Uh, (laughs) Eleven weeks uh, into the season, you were named head coach, so you were both the player. I know you were the assistant coach, but but officially named the head coach later in the season. What was that experience like, being both a, a player, coach at the same time, and of course, hoisting that championship at the end on top of it?
4: yeah being player coach i um i really w- wouldn't recommend that to anybody <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> good to know good to know uh
4: yeah that's, that would that would be my advice is, you know just don't do it for the love of god just don't <laughs> do it um, it was uh, it was hard it was it was very hard it was um at times soul destroying but at times very rewarding um but it it was very difficult and and yeah, I wasn't I wasn't particularly ready for it either, you know, so that was another another thing. but what I will say is if there was ever a situation to 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 have been in that um in that place was being with the city group was was great because of the support structure that they have around that and um, they helped me and the group of girls that we had um, was a big factor to why, one, I was able to do it, and two, why we ended up being successful. Um, And so, yeah, it was a fantastic learning curve, um, hugely challenging, extremely rewarding, um, and I'll always say that being in that situation, it's either going to work or it's going to be a big failure, and a big part of that is, the group that you get to work with, and the group that
1: I had to work with, um, were great. And on top of that, Jess, you've you've basically played all over the place. Australia, of course, here in the Straits. You, you played some time in the Women's Bundesliga, the Scottish Premier League. Wondering if you can kind of balance everything out for us on and the difference in all those experiences that you've had. Oh, they're, they're all
4: they're all completely different, and. And the reason for me why they're so different is because the culture is so different. It's not necessarily the football that is different, but the culture outside of the difference is – outside of the football is what what is the difference, is what makes it either more difficult or or a little bit easier or um, more enjoyable or, you know, really – really difficult to enjoy anything It is completely the culture and the, the group and the squad that you have so you know football is is football at the end of the day the the, the principles and the philosophy is not so different you know wherever you go it's still you get the football and you gotta try and put it in a net like that's that's just the way that it is Yeah, as, um, as the
1: old cliche is the, the the ball is round exactly exactly
4: and i think that's what
2: makes soccer so so special around the world too
4: yeah yeah it's crazy you go to all these places they live in completely different ways and they all have a different outlook on on how you should behave outside of football and how you should do this and how you should do that but the reality of it is is the principles is the same. You play football. You try and keep it, you try and score.
2: That's it. Exactly. Uh, speaking of scoring, of course, uh, Seattle getting on the board one time this last weekend against Sky Blue FC in that 1-1 draw. Uh, of course, uh, yeah. now you look ahead to the rest of the season. Of you know, th- this is a Seattle team too, Jess, that really reloaded in the off season. I mean, bringing in high yeah. caliber players from around the league. Uh, you know, some people might say you were stealing some of the best players from some of the other teams out there. But with this core group of ladies that you have on the squad now, especially with the new additions. Uh is this a Seattle team that can make or push for the championship? I know that seems awful awful cliche to ask, but with you know the the struggles of not making it there yeah. you know consistently, what yeah. uh what do you feel about this roster going into the regular season now?
4: Yeah, look, I think the roster that can push for a championship. There's no doubt about that. I truly believe that and I would be equally as honest to say that it wouldn't be if I didn't think that at all. But what I what I do believe it is also a roster that needs time, that needs time to um, grow together and work together. Um, because, like you say, we made a lot of a lot of changes in the off season. And we're going through a little bit of a transition, and whenever you do that, it will take time to get it right, and it will take time to see the end product of it, and I think it's up to us as, as, as players, really, um, to try and make the transition as fast as we can and um, as smooth as we can, because at the end of the day, come July, you know, we really want to be... Start in our peak. You know, we don't need to be brilliant right now, and no team needs to be brilliant right now. Um, but come July, then we need to be on the on the track to being who we want to be.
2: Well, and, of course, that journey continues this weekend against a team that may or may not have surprised a lot of people over the weekend, the Houston Dash, as they shut out the Chicago Red Stars 2-0. How do you game plan to deal with the firepower that Houston brings, whether that be Rachel Daly or Kelia Ojai or just the numerous midfielders that they have that can stretch the field left and right? How do you game plan for that? Has Coach Laura Harvey shared any of her insights about how you guys are going to try to slow them down this week? Yeah, of
4: course. Look, you know, the Dash are very similar to the way that they've played, really, for the last two years. Um, same kind of setup, same team. They have pace at the Um They like to play a, a certain way, really. Um, but also, I think what we have to look into consideration is that, you know, Houston Dash at home and the Houston Dash away are two very different teams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Playing in Houston in that heat is is one of the hardest things to do in this league. Like... Uh, hands down. When you go to Houston, it is a different game of football, and you know we're very confident in our way in our home um, in the Memorial and when we play at Memorial, and it's a different game for Houston too. You know they can't they they, they can re- rely on the Heat and the and the big pitch. It's different, and so we 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 know how they work. We are confident in the way that we work. Uh, obviously, we have to to deal with their pace and their threat up top. Uh, but their pace is no faster than Kelly O'Hara or Sam Kerr, you know, who we just faced weekend and um, and, you know, kinda of dealt with their pace quite well. So I mean only a golf haven for Sky Blue who's probably one of the fastest in the league that there is. So we have to deal with pace, but we will always have to deal with pace. So, you know, it doesn't really change that much.
1: Jess, you talked about not having to gel, of course, until until July because uh, because of the way the season works out. However, it's always good to get those yeah. wins right away. You guys have an impressive record right now, 18 straight games at home with a goal. Wow! Uh, <laughs> you know, again, starting out the season with that 1-1 tie against Sky Blue. What changes do you yeah. think do have to happen in this game uh, for you to get those three points this weekend?
4: I think I think it will come down to changes. I think the, you know, the, the changes that you make um, are, are crucial. Um, whatever we, however we go into the game, and then the changes that we make in the game. Um, I just think against the Dash, you know, we, we just have to really put pressure on their back line um, and really stop the ball getting to their front line. Um, I think ultimately how well we do that um, will determine how much control we have at the match, and if we control the match, then we have enough quality to win the game. And I think it is, that sounds pretty simple, but I actually think it is that simple.
1: Sure, and to bring this interview all the way back around from earlier, how tempting is it for you to tell Laura Harvey, wait a second, here's what I'm thinking if I were a head coach. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, I don't... Um, I didn't, that is quite funny. I got asked this question yesterday. That <laughs> oh, wow. never crosses my mind.
1: I'm sure yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> it never,
4: yeah. It never actually crosses my mind because um, the funny thing is, is, whilst I was in Australia, a lot of hobby would be my phone call. So hmm. um, every time I needed help with something or or a thought process or a man um, management or a, anything like that, you know, I would just pick up the phone and ring Laura, and I'd be like, Laura.
2: <laughs> Help me.
1: I need you. I need you. Well, you Help know, me. You, no, matter, um, no matter what business, no matter what sport you're in, the, the best mm-hmm. people in the business, in the game, always lean on their mentors. Exactly. And, and call the best people. I mean, it, it, it makes sense to do.
4: 100%. Um, and we have a great working relationship, you know, so it, there is never a question or a doubt or... A moment or a fleeting moment of um, lack of belief in in the way that the world works, you know? Um, So, thankfully, I don't ever have those feelings. And right now, I'm really happy that I don't because the last (laughs) thing I want to do is be a coach right now. I just want to play. (laughs)
2: And that's, I think, what you do so well, Jess, and we uh, certainly look forward to seeing more of that the rest of the season. uh, We want to thank you, of course, for taking the time today for joining us on 2 Upfront. We wish you nothing but the best the rest of the season, and uh, we hope to have you back at some point as well, too, uh, during the middle of the season to check in. All right?
4: Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Absolutely, we'll talk to you soon. There goes Jess Fishlock on the dot call-in line. Uh, just some great insight from her, of course. And uh, we've mentioned this before too—that we've, uh, you know, we've had these different players on the team uh, from Seattle on the team before, and just, you know, the the dynamic and the character and the respect. I mean, you are a Portland Thorns fan. We've said that numerous times, and I'm a Dash fan. But just the way that Seattle players somehow carry themselves is just. It makes you want to like them, and it's hard to. (laughs) Well, I think one of
1: the things, Baxter's, you find is is the immense experience they have. You know, Jess Fishlock was the first Welsh international uh, player to hit 100 caps. So that, that does show the leadership that she has for, as you're talking about the ability to carry herself and that she continues to be successful no matter where she goes.
2: Right, exactly. And ultimately, I think that's why she has had so much success is because she can mold into the system no matter what it is. She's not a one-system type of player, which we've seen so many people fall victim to before. She will do whatever has to happen for the good of the team, which, wise, which makes her such a great player. Absolutely. So, Well, uh, we appreciate uh, Jess for taking the time today, of course. We appreciate you folks for tuning into to the special interview as well. This interview, will reiterate. There, of course, on Wednesday uh, during our normal time on Two Upfront uh, on Brew Sports. Remember to go and find our website, Two Upfront Soccer, the number two. Uh, you can also find us on the Brew Sports Network. Go to BrewSportsNet.com and their Facebook page, Brew Sports. Uh, we're also tweeted all over their, uh, inst- uh, their Twitter as well, uh, at BrewSportsNet on there as well, too, if you want to find us on the network side of things. But you can also follow us on the personal side as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: speaking of Facebook and Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, too, Upfront. We've been getting a lot of likes this week, so thank you to thing. all of you. I got, I got a feeling it's a lot of those Sky Blue FC fans. I think and, and, so. Uh, they're taking over the show. And those North Carolina fans, as we had those couple of great interviews yeah. this last week as well. But uh, So, 2Upfront on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at 2 upfront Soccer. Check out our personal handles, at Simon. Provan at Baxter Colburn. Absolutely. We appreciate
2: you guys tuning in today. We'll see you on Wednesday uh, for the full edition of 2 Up Front. Uh, For Simon Provan, I'm Baxter Colburn. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. And welcome back to 2UpFront. We are to, we are here in the Attention Era Media studios. I forgot where we were for a second, <laughs> I guess. It I happens. have no idea what's going
1: on. I am Baxter Colburn. And I'm Simon Provan.
2: I have no idea. Great interviews, though. Holy cow. Morgan Proffitt of the Chicago Red Stars. And then we just heard from uh, now, we didn't know at the time, but now, of course, for this week, uh, NWSL Player of the Week, Jess Fishlock. A phenomenal goal from her. A great assist as well to Megan Absolutely. Rufino's le- volley goal that she had as well, too. Just two incredible women, two incredible interviews through and through, though.
1: Yeah, we're, uh, you know, to use, uh, to use Morgan's phrase, we're blessed to have ty- these types of players come on, too, up front. and right. uh, And, they, you know, for as bad as we can be back, so they certainly stepped the quality up for us on the show. <laughs> we, we get some things right. Not a lot, but most of
2: the time we get a couple of things right. But uh, we, we want to look back, of course, Simon, at the week that was not only in MLS, but also in the NWSL. Also, it was a, an interesting weekend. Uh, to say the least, when it comes to some MLS games, uh, my Revolution got two draws over the weekend. So I mean,
1: we didn't at lose at home. At home, we didn't right? lose.
2: But yeah, they both were at home.
1: Yeah, disappointing.
2: Come on, guys. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't have anything to say. Disappointing. <laughs> I
1: mean, whereas they, whereas on, on my end of things, Darlington Tignagby. Listen, I know Javinko had a wonderful restart goal, but wow, Darlington to me, wow, wow, uh, wow, had the goal of the week. Beats five Vancouver Whitecaps players. Slams the ball into the goal and just turns the crowd raises his arms like that's that's what I've been wanting to do for the last yep. two years
2: exactly and then of course former Vancouver Whitecaps forward Darren Maddox seals the game with the game winning goal that's as right well, too so it all comes full circle and that was a move too that I was excited about for Maddox because I've always enjoyed him as a player since I followed Vancouver a little bit early on in the two up front days. But now it's one of those things where it's like he's finally getting that, that opportunity to show what he's yeah, doing.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I know there was a lot of rumors, probably not rumors, probably the truth that he was, mm-hmm. he was a terrible presence in the locker room. And that's one of the reasons Vancouver wanted to get rid of him. Uh, I know he was excited to get a fresh start and to, and to play under somebody like Caleb Porter, right. who, who doesn't take a lot of stuff. Exactly. From people.
2: And I think that's what ultimately ends up being the best thing for him when you have a troubled player is to have a coach that doesn't take crap from anybody. Right. You're like, if you're right. going to play for me, this is what you're going to do. If not, you're gone. And I think Darren Maddox realizes, like, I'm still young. I'm now going to a title contending team. I need to get my act together.
1: And it helped that, for his sake, Fernando Adi was not able to play. He was suspended by the right. disciplinary committee. Uh, Maddox got to step up, and and he's been used, uh, you know, often by the Timbers, mm-hmm. but not always in such a, a big capacity. So it was, it was a great confidence booster for him as well. So, you know we'll, we'll get into our predictions soon, but watch out for the Timbers. They are oh, they goodness. are red
2: hot. Uh, you want to sing, cry, jig about the galaxy? <laughs> I don't know what's so, going
1: I mean, on here. for the, for you fans of Hamilton. I'm apologizing for what I'm about to oh, do, but back. Do I need Here to, like, walk away? No, you know, I, I, it might hurt yours a little bit, but... I want to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens, the room where it happens. I want to be in the room where it happens, in L.A. So what am I talking about? What am bad, I saying? Actually. Thank you. Good. Thank not you. Bad. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But I'm singing... <laughs> I don't have any flowers <laughs> Sit out, Sit down, yeah. sit down. The, the reason I'm singing that song, Baxter, is I want to be in the room where the Galaxy decided that they wanted to be as irrelevant as possible for when LAFC is moving into the league next year. I want to be in the room where the LA Galaxy decided that they're not going to really bring any more big names in with LAFC moving into the league next year. I want to be in the room, Baxter, (laughs) when the LA Galaxy decide that they hear Chicharito is possibly coming to MLS Uh. and LAFC is, is, is the club that's looking to snag him. Why isn't the Galaxy stepping in and saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's 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 pull him out from underneath LAFC?" I mean, the the basic thing with all of this is that we kind of knew that these dominoes were going to fall
2: the way they did. You it started with David Beckham retiring. We saw Landon Donovan keep him relevant for a while. Then he retired. Akeen. Even came back as well, too. Yes, right. exactly. You had Gerard leave and then all of a sudden just Giovanni dos Santos was kind of handed the keys like, "All right, do it Giovanni, you're Mexican's magic man, go do his thing." And even he hasn't done a lot.
1: No, and and I get that Zardis was hurt, and that maybe you know DeSanto, Zardis, Alessandro are all trying to gel together. But right. it's that, to me Baxter. It actually started with the coaching hire. Yes, Curtinoffalo has not been successful in no. Major League Soccer. Fine, he was he was successful with Galaxy 2, but uh, two different Galaxies. Pun completely Literally. intended. When you're talking oh, USL and MLS, it's like Star
2: Trek and Star Wars, yeah. two totally yeah. different right, things. right.
1: <laughs> Simon's like, I'm not going to touch it. I
2: want to. I'm not going to touch it. I know you're a nerd. I knew I could get you with that.
1: But you're just like let's talk soccer yes 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 it was, uh, <laughs> I'm resisting temptation there uh, but no it starts with the coaching change it does you know as much as, as, much as uh, some of the the newer fans of MLS want to give Bruce Arena a lot of shtick yeah. for, for saying the game passed him by look he won championships again with the Galaxy after winning them early in the league right. with DC United uh, you, you bring in a guy who has not done well in MLS and he continues not to mm-hmm. do well I would not be surprised if the Galaxy ended up making a coaching change even early on in the season I
2: think my biggest thing with the galaxy and clubs like the galaxy is that when you spend so much money to bring in big players like an alessandri and a gerard and all those guys it takes a long time for those guys to merge together because you're bringing the egos and you're bringing their past successes in i mean you had all the liverpool business you had all of everything that josantos did you had robbie key and the international thing trying to put all those pieces together a couple of years ago it's why it took the galaxy a couple of years to put it together but when they did they were dominant. They're doing the same thing right. again now. They've got all these pieces around that it's like, wow, on paper, well, why wouldn't we be right. winning big games in, instead of losing them 3-0? Why would we not be winning three and four and five games to zero? But they're still trying to figure each other out.
1: And the, and the epitome, Baxter, of the Galaxy season thus far was Ashley Cole scoring an own goal yes. this weekend. He
2: still is on the team. Yeah. Why? So I forget. So thank you for, for giving
1: me the time to, uh, to oh bring that gosh. up. I, I just I'm just bewildered. Looking at the LA Galaxy and thinking, you've got a team coming into the league mm-hmm. that's not only going to be playing in the, well, not really not in the same city, but same area. But that on top of that, They're they actually got right, a downtown too. stadium in Los Angeles. What's that like? I mean, I I, I I'm not sitting here as a Galaxy fan, no. Um, but I'm just I, I'm am I'm sitting here back as an MLS fan, going, you're supposed to be one of the the name teams the Pinnacle, in this league, yeah, the pillars of the league, and and, and you're doing everything wrong. A year before LAFC comes in, which has already done things right with the powerful ownership group that right. they have. Again, building a stadium downtown, it just it, it bewilders me, Baxter. And it, just fru- bewilders it frustrates
2: me. me as well, too, honestly, the fact that a team like LA is struggling. I understand like, if they're splitting back and forth every once in a while, but the fact that they have just continuously disappointed so many this year. But let's be honest, MLS as a whole, it doesn't make sense this year. It doesn't. Okay. I saw an article. A well, couple, I saw an article a couple of days ago. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, it was like MLS Week Eight, proving that we literally know nothing about this league. <laughs> well, it, let me. It's true. Let me
1: say this. Maybe it is actually coming from a personal point of view. Mm-hmm. Five out of the six teams I picked to be in the playoffs at the end of the year are still in the playoffs. Which is great. The Galaxy are the only team that have messed with my predictions. Pick it up, back boys.
2: There. Pick it up. I'm in San Jose. The- I, you
1: know, when we first talked, I originally had San Jose in my playoff predictions. I said, "No, nah, well, I'm going to take San yeah. Jose out. I'll put Houston in there." Well, Houston's been phenomenal. Yeah. the Galaxy are. I mean, they're 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 basically tied for last in the West. <sighs> Maybe they're a little bit uh, above Colorado. I think they are slightly. Colorado. Speaking of
2: which, uh, we'll highlight that quickly. They decided to make history again. Uh, not only allowing the first time they met Minnesota to score their first couple of goals, but now they also have handed Minnesota their first win of their
1: team. Isn't their first, is it their first one or their first home I, win? I think it's their
2: first win I, as I a whole. They, I could be wrong. Let's check this out. I, 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 Someone check the tape. Let's see here. Minnesota, that was their first win. First win. Wow. Well, oh, no. Second about, win. Oh, wait. What? They have two wins? Wow. Someone, this know, is
1: two up front where we know nothing nope. about anything.
2: Yet they still pay us to be here. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, they've won two games,
1: apparently, at home. Then why were people freaking out about the win? Two wins? I thought one was on the road, back.
2: I thought so, too. Maybe maybe MLS is wrong. Get yourself together, MLS. Yeah, either
1: drunk. way, congratulations to Ibarra, uh, Ibarra for scoring uh-huh. his first MLS goal. Maybe that's what it was. Won nothing. So they not only do they win, but they get a shutout at right? home.
2: Unbelievable. I mean, the other notable matches, as we mentioned throughout the weekend, FC Dallas got that 1-0 victory over Sporting Kansas City. Atlanta got their ship... Uh, Reunited again and on the right track. A three-one thrashing of RSL. People are still talking about Seattle beating the Galaxy 3-0, Of course, Clint Dempsey. All the, all whatever you need to say about him, he's back. He's well, good.
1: Their are top four are back, right? It's Jordan Morris, Clint Dempsey, uh, Ladero, and why am I blanking on the fourth player? Either way, Jordan Morris. they If, if That's you didn't see the game, watch the highlights. Jordan Morris had a nice cutback, passing it back to Clint Dempsey for the second week in a row. Jeez. Clint Dempsey. Hits the bar, uh, but doesn't matter. <laughs> Seattle goes on to win. Still
2: wins. Jovinko leads uh, GFC over Chicago, 3-1, to among others as well. And, of course, I mentioned the uh, Revolution 2 draws, 0-0 against San Jose, and a 2-2 draw against D.C. United.
1: Story of the weekend, though, Baxter, for me, is Jason Kreiss mm. and Orlando City going back to the old stomping grounds for Kreiss and winning, mm-hmm. scoring, a th- scoring three points, Getting the three points over good New York them. City FC. You know, you, you know, Christ plays it really humbly. Uh, you know, it's just another game for him. But you know, you know, you know he's got to love the fact it's that he like, went in there. Second win this year over New York City. Unbelievable. Josh says, L.A. is bad right now, but not Philadelphia bad. That is a good point. That's, that's, that's a fantastic point. Yes. Uh,
2: Luis also says, Dempsey's the reason why I got a free beer during my trip to Boston last year. Thanks, Captain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to tell us that story, Luis. I want to know more about that. I
2: like that. Uh, all right. Let's look at this week as a whole for MLS, and then obviously we'll go to NWSL quickly since I know we're running out of time. Yes. Uh, TFC Houston, that game uh, Friday evening. That's going to be a fun game. That's going to be a barn burner. Two high-powered offenses. It's in Toronto. I don't necessarily know if there's a clear a clear favorite in this one. Do you think there is?
1: Uh, actually, I do. I think Toronto. Listen, Javinko He's he's one of the storylines of the weekend as well, Baxter. I can't believe people are writing him off, but he is he is back. Uh, a lot of people were upset with the temper tantrum he threw when he got subbed yeah. off, but actually I loved it, because to me it wasn't a temper tantrum about, um, about uh, himself, necessarily. It was mm-hmm. that he was feeling good, he, he's finally back, playing right. well. Uh, he wants to continue to help his team. And, and of course he wanted that hat-trick. I get that. Sure. But it just shows the passion that he has for the game. I agree. So uh, I'm so, going to so, take TFC.: Okay, yeah, so I, well, I see too. him affecting this game. Yes, just as well, and yeah, I see TFC winning this one.
2: I agree. We'll kind of zip through some of these: Montreal, Vancouver. Uh, a game I feel like is semi-meaningless to both of these teams, but obviously in the East, every game matters if you are, you know, anywhere in the East because you can be with in and out of the playoffs in a point basically. So uh, Montreal obviously want to win wants to win this game, but Vancouver I think uh, is going to ultimately go and pull the upset in the Canadian rivalry.
1: You you pick Vancouver, you said. I do. <clears throat> I'm taking Montreal.
2: Okie doke. Uh, Orlando and Colorado. Listen, Colorado's been atrocious recently. Orlando's been hot. It's in Orlando. I think we'd both be fools not to choose
1: Orlando. Absolutely. Uh, and, and Orlando, too. We, one of the things we talked about last show was they had not won on the road, and mm-hmm. now they did. And they're doing it. They're I'm, still, it I'm still researching, by the way, where that other Minnesota win came from. Yeah, please do. <laughs> they're like, wait, we won two games? What? Oh, Who did they beat? Saturday, April 1st. Yeah, they beat Real Salt Lake. In Real, At home. At home. 4-2. to two. I mean, I knew they beat RSL, but I thought that was on the road. Oh,
2: well. more you know. The more oh, you no, know.
1: that was, because it was in the middle of a
2: snowstorm. It's all coming back. That's you know. right, yes. It's all, it's all coming back.
1: It's all coming back. We're all full of songs I today. I guess
2: so. <laughs> Columbus and New York. New
1: York. Which uh, New York? Which New York? Uh, FC.
2: Back New York City FC.
1: By the way, how bizarre that Kokute Mana has not played for Columbus. Why? Uh, there was a big write-up on it this week, why, too. why, of, why? He, he had tweeted out, hashtag rock bottom, and he said, well, no, that was about my training. It wasn't about being left off the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's so bizarre how, how do much... How you acquire a player like that? Well, and how much Columbus gave up for him. Right. Uh, anyways, where, where's this game at? Uh, it's in Columbus. And they're playing... <laughs> NYCFC. I'm going to go with Columbus <laughs> okay. <over this> on <laughs> Sounds good. We'll get there eventually, folks. Oh Stay with my us. Gosh. Uh, one of those days.
2: Right? Red Bulls, Chicago, and FC Dallas, Portland. Your thoughts on those two games?
1: Ooh. Uh, Red Bulls are, are a bit oh. of an up-and-down team. Yep. Yeah, that's Chicago at home. Chicago
2: just lost 3-1 to, to Toronto.
1: Yeah, it was in Toronto. So, True. You know, I still think Thank you for what Schweinsteiger. It's I always say his name wrong. What is Schweinsteiger, yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah, Schweinsteiger right. is... Uh, I, I think Your he's still finding correct. his groove. Um, so... I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, let's see here, I'll go, with, I'll go with Chicago in this one, All Baxter. Right. I'll, I'll take an upset there.
2: I've got Shawtown winning that one as well. And then I actually have a draw with FC Dallas and Portland. I okay. think both are playing great soccer right now, but it's a tight game. They obviously. are.
1: Uh, Portland gets a D back, a D back. Uh, FC Dallas, here's the, th- here's the big question mark. Mauro Diaz is back in training. Does right. he play this weekend? If he does, I pick FC Dallas. Yeah. Um, I I, I hate to pick against Portland Baxter, but FC Dallas is just too dang good this season. Yet to lose, the only unbeaten team. I'm going to stick with them continuing to be not only unbeaten, but they're going to win this one.
2: Okay, Minnesota and San Jose. Sounds kind of like a boring game.
1: I'm actually taking a draw on this one. Oh, yeah, okay. San Jose has been very disappointed since their hot start. Minnesota seems to be putting – you know what? I'm going to take – what the heck? I'm taking the Loons. Oof. All right, I'm going to actually go San Jose okay. on this one. I think
2: they're going to put it together because I think Minnesota still has a lot to prove, honestly. Sporting Kansas City RSL uh, on this one. SKC, I feel like, has to be the pick in this game. Yeah,
1: I feel like the honeymoon is already over with Mike Mike Petke. Oh, yeah. Um, um,
2: it's like, oh, welcome back, and we it, suck.
1: Right. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, however, is, is playing – playing decent soccer right now and i think obviously they are the favorites. so i'm taking sporting on this one
2: uh seattle and the revs seattle yep same uh la philly they both suck the battle of the suckies la <laughs> is gonna suck just a little less in my opinion i'm
1: taking a draw on this one
2: it's gonna be an awful zero zero draw atlanta dc united <laughs> atlanta has got my pick on this one they put it back together uh, and this is the game on Sunday as well, too. That one is on FS1. Yeah, KPS D.C. Central. United
1: has been up and down. Uh, Ian Harks though, seems to quickly be the player that they're building this team around. I'm actually going to take another draw on this one. I haven't taken draws in a long time, Baxter, so I'm filling up this Pulling week. them out.
2: Pulling them out. I understand. All right, let's move into the NWSL. Uh, a fun weekend of action that took place. Boston, 1-0 over Sky Blue. They get their first victory. Rose and LaVelle. Rose the Sorry, this? No, yeah. you got me. There you go. And then... Uh, aside from that, you had Seattle thrash the Dash 5-1. Unfortunately, the Courage beat the Thorns 1-0, and the Pride and Spirit drew 1-1. I think some people were a little surprised by that. Marta did make her debut in this game as well for the Pride.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was saying off airbacks. So I'm I'm a little proud of myself. I'm a little proud. I yeah. am I am on a winning record with my predictions for the NWSL thus far. 6-4 <laughs> overall. There MLS, not so much. And, but yeah, MLS we, so. we don't talk about our MLS <laughs> predictions.
2: I feel like NWSL is a little easier to predict. So let's talk about it this week. Then, Thorns, Red Stars, Courage, Pride, Breakers, Rain, Spirit, Dash. I am, and I am, Sky I'm, Blue, FCK. I'm
1: going with a draw on that Portland Chicago game, Baxter. Okay. Chicago does have a far way to travel. They have to travel to Portland, but uh, they got they got a decent win. Chicago over the right. last week, and obviously the Thorns did as well. I, I see this one shaking out to be a, a draw. Fair enough. I'm going to go the Thorns on this one. I think that
2: they're a little salty from their results the last couple of days, and I think that they're going to really uh, bring it on this time against the Chicago team that hasn't been atrocious, but at the same time, I think Chicago still has more to figure out. I want more from Chicago. Yeah. I'm still yeah. disappointed. I need more from Chicago, honestly. So well, we saw
1: some of that this last game, we absolutely. Did,
2: a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, courage, pride, listen. Courage are the only undefeated team in the league right now in the sense that they haven't lost or drawn a game. They're going to keep finding ways to win. Orlando has yet to win a game. Courage have to be the clear favorite.
1: Yeah, Marta may, be the, uh, may have made her debut, but uh, needs to help Orlando a lot more than what we saw. So right. same thing, going with the Courage.
2: Rain and the Breakers. Listen, Breakers, you're nice. You're cute. You even got a nice draft pick in Rose Lavelle. But Seattle is out for blood after putting five goals in against the Dash. Here's the reason why. Because the Dash defense is horrible. Where have you heard that before? Right here. So there you go. Now you know, if you're a Houston fan, why they lost. Yeah,
1: Seattle is on fire right now. Uh, they haven't lost either. I know it's only the two games in, but a draw. And then uh, they were playing very mad that they got that draw the week previously. Right. I think we continue to see Seattle put things together. I mean, they, they played a nearly perfect game against yeah. Houston Baxter. Uh, I don't think we'll see a near perfect game, but I do think we see Seattle win this one.
2: Okie doke. Uh, that's who I've got as well, Two Spirit and the Dash. Uh, Spirit drew a late goal uh, against Orlando Houston, of course, still trying to figure out what the heck just happened. I think Jane Campbell is still having bad nightmares from all the goals flying in at her. I think this is going to be a draw because I think both clubs now have to still continue to figure themselves out. Houston, they got that victory against Chicago. They're like, oh, we must be a good team. Oh, we just lost 5-1. to one. Well, Who are we? I think against a team like Washington, who is still very much a rebuilding project this year, I think that both teams get on the score sheet, but ultimately neither team is at that point to take a victory.
1: I disagree. I think Houston is going to lay a thrashing on the spirits. I think they're 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 so uh, going to be so upset. We're going to see a Messi-esque anger in them. Uh, and I actually, I'm going to go out of far limb. This doesn't count in our predictions, but I'm going to say it anyways. O'Hay gets a hat trick this game. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Okay.
2: And then finally, I'm not mad about that. that (laughs) And then Sky Blue hosting FC Casey. Uh, Sky Blue losing to Boston 1-0 last week. FC Casey uh, also has been uh, having some issues since opening day as well, too. Uh, FC Casey gets the victory on the road, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on this back I think Sky Blue is still trying to figure things out. I'd like to – they're such a great club, such great friends of two up front. We'd obviously like to see them uh, do better. But we don't pick sides because of that. Of course. Um, Kansas City. Gets the win in this one. By the way, everybody just saw me look up. It just felt like the building was going to fall down there for a second. But we're okay. We're fine. We're okay.
2: No worries. Simon's predictions are on the ceiling. Like, <laughs> Who did I pick? <laughs> right. Uh, all right. We got to go, but we know we want to do. I believe really quick as well. True. Sure. Do, um, do you have an? I Believe? I do. I've got a quick one for Let's you, right Baxter.
1: Ahead. It is Concacaf Champions League final tonight. Of course it is. <laughs> it is one uh, one on the. We waited aggregate. this long
2: to talk about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to save something good for the I Thank believe. You. Omar Gonzalez has the opportunity to become the third American to actually win mm. a CONCACAF Champions okay. League. And I think, I think Pachuca does over Tigris. The game is at home for Pachuca. They got their away goal against Tigris, against 1-1 aggregate. Everything is in favor of Pachuca. I believe that Pachuca wins the CONCACAF Champions League. Hmm,
2: I believe, I'm going to go on an NWSL tangent, I believe that the Seattle Reign are going to now go on a five-game tear and just continue to start taking people out left and right because now that they've gotten the pieces together, I think they're going to be terrifying to face at any point, especially the next couple of games.
1: So what you're saying is they're going to be on a reign of terror. Ah, I love it. Yes,
2: exactly. With that being said, this has been Two Upfront, Front, uh, presented by Three Lines Pub. A very special thanks to Morgan Proffitt of the Chicago Red Stars and, of course, Jess Fishlock for joining us as well from the Seattle brain. If you missed any of the show today, you can find it not only on our website, the number two, twoupfrontsoccer.com, but on brewsportsnet.com. We are a part of the Brew Sports Network. You can find us on Spreaker, on iTunes, and on iHeartRadio as well, uh, and also on Brew Sports' YouTube channel as well, too. Just to search for Two Upfront, Front. Search for anything soccer-related. We're going to pop up. We're there. We're proud. We love it. We're everywhere. Boom.
1: Is that it? That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Do I do the fa- Facebook and Twitter stuff? I mean, if you want to. Uh, Facebook, 2UpFront in the search bar. You'll find us videos there as well. Okay. Twitter, at 2 Soccer. He's at Baxter Colburn. I'm at Simon Provan. Awesome, guys. Thanks for watching. With our manager being the one above, we are 2UpFront. Police officers know it only takes a few seconds of someone texting and driving for things to go terribly wrong. That's why officers are increasing enforcement of texting and driving laws. So put your phone down when driving, or be prepared for the consequences. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by NHTSA.
0: The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy.
4: Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11
1: a.m. Price and participation may vary. ba 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 ba